Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, do we all have a bit of a hangover from the Players' Championship week? It doesn't matter. We have to move on to the next one, which is the final event of the Florida Swing on the PGA Tour. And it's the Valspar Championship. So we're heading south to, well, near Tampa. It's Innisbrook, the Copperhead course at the Innisbrook Resort. And even though it's not an overly long course, this is a tough track to go to for a lot of the guys. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a good read on the rough, but uh, the Copperhead course is always a very bowling alley type course. I mean, I've I've played in this tournament many times, been there for years. Narrow tree line course, few undulations for Florida, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Different from Bay Hill, different from the players. The water water's not in play like it has been the last two weeks, but they have that famous sort of they have a sort of a famous last three or four holes here at this course too the snake alley or snake pit what is it what is it the, the snake pit is a uh, 15 16 and 17 yeah 16 is a very probably one of the hardest holes on the pga tour a dog leg to the right par four water on the right 17 is a long three and then 18 is a very very tough tee shot but a really really narrow bottleneck green you see see the players uh it's very difficult last hole at number 18 Mm-hmm. Um, certain style of players seem to do well at this course, Diane. You've got to be a straight hitter again. I mean, you know, when we were on the West Coast talking about all the courses, we weren't thinking about having to be that straight off the tee. We are going for distance. But this course favors people that can hit it straight. It's got some layups. It's got some dog legs. Very interesting course. Paul Casey, who finished second yesterday at the Players' Championship, has just dominated this course for money. I mean, he's won it. He's finished second, I think, a couple of times. He's always in the top three or four. I'm not going to pick him this week, Diane, just because that would be too obvious. But uh, I think I've got a few good picks uh, on my list. Okay. Well, he finished third at the Players'. Um but you can't yeah, pick yeah. him because he withdrew this morning. So oh, obviously, he's out. 
Maybe there was a little bit of a player's hangover. I don't know, because he did take home, what was it, like 1.4 million for finishing in solo third. But he withdrew. Now, Casey is such an obvious choice this week um, if he had been in the field because he won this tournament in back-to-back years. Um, what was it? Was it? Um, there was no tournament in 20, so it was 2018 and in 2019. So a real ball strikers course and someone who's just consistent as we were saying it's not an overly long course so 7,340 yards and well we've been putting together our picks this week I've really been looking at um, guys that have that really good accuracy off the tee good greens and reg stats and good scrambling stats and I said to you before we started I really I want to feel confident I think I'm feeling a little bit uh, worn out from last week (laughs) but (laughs) I do. You you know, maybe the more I look at my picks, I'm feeling more confident. Well, I'll help you. I'll start off first um, today on the, who I think is going to win the tournament or the one most likely out of our A bracket. <clears throat> There's some good players in the A bracket this week. Justin Thomas is playing, Victor Hovland, of course. You know, a lot of people were talking yesterday how good Victor Hovland hits the ball, and it's true, and how poorly he chips the ball or he doesn't chip it as good as, say, tour average. I was telling people that Jack Nicholas didn't do that either. And Colin Mark, uh, sorry, Victor Hovland doesn't seem like it's dragging him down too bad. He's, he's winning more than he's losing. Sam Burns had a bad yesterday. Alexander Schauffele, Oosthausen was quiet. Kisner's playing. I really looked hard at Abraham Answer, Diane. Mm-hmm. He, um, he would be the perfect pick for this course. But on tour, Diane, I always listen to people that are talking about who gets hot. And my player this week just happened to stroll around the golf course yesterday with the course record, nine under par, playing on the wrong side of the course, Dustin Johnson. And when you get a superstar player like him who start, who just walks waltzes around in, you know, course record on Sunday in the Players' Championship, I've got to take note of that because he something's clicked with him. Uh, didn't, you know, he's been off slightly. We've seen, we, we see this trend with him. Uh, where he's not quite hot and then all of a sudden, bang. Well, I'm riding the bang. I'm going with DJ this week because from I know I know I know him well enough and I know how he thinks. He got everything out of his round yesterday, nine under, hold his wedge shot on the last hole. He doesn't even have to think until Thursday morning. He's he doesn't have to prepare, he doesn't have to do anything. He's just gonna go to the tee, ready to roll on Thursday. DJ is my pick this week. Okay, I like it. Bold pick. And uh, he is 18 to 1, so plus 1,800 this week. So You would never I, think picking Dustin Johnson would be a bold pick. No, but. you wouldn't. You wouldn't. But, I mean, we just haven't seen him play all that much. And as you say, to come out with that 900 par round on Sunday at the Players, I remember checking my phone and being like, oh, my God, DJ came from nowhere. I mean, uh, and that hole out eagle on nine, that hole was playing so difficult yesterday. And uh, Yeah, Joaquin Neiman hold it there earlier in the week. Yeah, um, uh, nine is always such a hard hole at TBC Sawgrass. But taking the DJ momentum into next week um, or into this week. Sam Burns, by the way, he, he it was him that won last year at the Valspar Championship. And you talk about those elite names in the field, five of the world top 10 playing this week. I am going for... Oh, 
Do I want to say an obvious pick? But it's hard not to look at this guy. You just talked about him in a pretty good detail. He is 10 to 1 plus 1,000. Victor Hovland I'm taking as my outright pick. Before I go into my reasons why, did you see the back and forth between Hovland and Joel Damon with Daniel Berger over his drop on 16? I did, yes. Oh, that was an interesting one to watch. You know, it happens all the time on tour back in the day when when we would play, there would be contentious moments between someone hit it over, you, you know, and, and then they walk all the way up there for a drop and the other two guys, they get into an argument, say, no, I cross right here, or no, I don't think that's casual water, or, you know, or no, I don't think that's a drop. Yeah. So it happens all the time. We just have a lot more microphones on right now. I mean, if we were 150 yards away and we see all this pointing, we would, what would we assume? We would assume that, oh, they're just trying to find the spot where it is. Now, now that we hear the conversation, they were, uh, they weren't happy where Berger thought it went. Um, I can't believe Shot Tracer either. I can't look at Shot Tracer, even though it's probably pretty close. It's just whether the angle of the camera of Shot Tracer gets it right. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, the two guys were the two guys playing Damon and uh, Victor. They were feel very strongly where it went across, and that's where it finished up playing. And, and that's that was the end of it. Well, do you know Victor Hovland is always so happy and smiley, and uh, he's not exactly he's not exactly a massive person in stature. But I kind of like the fact that he really stuck to his guns, and he was like, "No, I." And he said to Berger after this conversation went on for a couple of minutes with the rules official, "Like, I, I don't feel comfortable with you, you know, picking your spot for your drop way up there. Like, I just I'm not comfortable with it." So he stood his ground, but. Every time Victor- well, it, just, it just shows you show you why Hovland's great, right? Not because of that. It's just it's, it, the smiley appearance is not what was actually inside, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. competing. He wants to win every week, and and he does win often. He's in contention a lot. I mean, just finished ninth at the players, and looking at his stats from last week, he was first tee to green, third in approach, sixth off the tee, and then in 2021 when Sam Burns won, Hovland finished in third, and I remember he'd really struggled with his uh, chipping and pitching his scrambling and this was really the week that it it started to come together and he spoke of the fact that he'd been really focusing on that part of his game and um those stats really showed last week his scrambling and his putting is if you look at all of his numbers and they're all so good those are only the two that maybe let him down every now and again but man we've seen him win so much we know that he can do it so i just can't not pick victor hovland as my outright favorite this week well, it's a good pick. And and by the way, um, <clears throat> Hovland, as you know, when he plays, he, he plays sort of a closed stance and he, he gets it, gets the club in there in a nice position. And then he comes out on top of the ball a little bit and then he tips back and hits his power fade. That's his shot. Well, his chipping, it was real bad when he first came out of college. He would come in too steep on those chips. And it's very unnatural for him to try to do the opposite of that. When I think of Cam Smith, who on the last hole hit one of the great pitch shots that'll go down in history as one of the great under pressure pitch shots from 40 yards where he basically got to get up and down to save the week. And he's very shallow and he's on the inside much more than Victor Hovland. So Victor's up on top and a little jam, it gets jam coming down and he can't judge it just right. And that, you know, so he'll have to, he'll have to work on that pitching to get a special shot for around the green. And I'm sure that's what he's doing because I've seen him hit great pitch shots, but that's the only thing that uh, everyone talks about 
uh, with Hovland, you know, it's his pitching's not that good. It's like Zalatoris. They, we talk about his putting and, and it drags him down. Now, pitching can drag you down if you miss a lot of greens, but Hovland right now, as you noted, he's leading the tour or leading the lead last week in greens hit. So he doesn't have to pitch the ball very much. So it's working. Yeah, and he's leading the tour in total driving right now. We've said already that distance is not going to be so crucial this week, but accuracy is, and that total driving start is a mix of both. He's six in greens and reg, um, even 18th in putting average for the season so far, which is phenomenal. So Victor Hovland is my outright favourite this week. So we're going to move on to uh, the one to watch. This category was loaded this week, and... Um, I, I don't know when, about you, but when I pick mine, I always look to like to look for a guy who's maybe around kind of 50, 60, 70 to one. And when I was putting together my shortlist, I'm like, oh, who do I pick? There's so many of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through it too. Am I, I'm, I'm looking at my pick, Diane, this week, and I'll go first again. Um, is 130 to one, and I can't believe it, and I've just jumped off the page at me. Uh, this guy last week, and I didn't really want to just sort of catch guys do a plane hot last week and just carry over. I want to look a little deeper, but this guy basically led last week the tour in birdies. He had 22 birdies, an eagle, uh, and only finished five under. So he had 14 bogeys. He had a double bogey. I think he had a triple bogey. But this guy's known as being one of the great putters on our tour, kind of like Cam Smith. But he's, he's upgraded his driving, his wedges, his all of his his whole hitting, his whole, you know, through the bag has gotten so much better. I'm talking about Patton Kazire. Okay. And you and you caught up to him, you caught up and spoke to him last week and he was telling you how good he hit the ball. But Diane, he uh, twenty-two birdies in an eagle last week. It was just ridiculous. We text last night, and um, I think he was five under, back to even, five under, back to even. He was just all over the show. And I'm I'm hoping, thinking that how can you make that many birdies and not keep making them? I mean, I'm I'm riding this horse. He's been playing really good. When I spoke to him last week, you know, when we talked about his game, it's a case of as cliche as it sounds, putting four good rounds together. And he, I feel like Patton is in that top half of the leaderboard pretty much week after week right now. And you know, even finishing twenty second at the Players last week, having that, um, he had a bit of a dreadful performance on seventeen. I'm not going to use the word because it's so. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Shake. <laughs> he had a shake. He did, he did. But he has been playing really well week after week. Um, but he went back after the shank and went. He went double there, and then he went par birdie eagle. So he was just like back and forth. It was just he was. I told him he was either Sam Snead or Sam Sausage. It was back mm -hmm. and forth all week. We love Patton too. So great pick. I looked at him for mine and uh, I, when I saw the 130, I was going to come back to him as a dark horse, but then I picked someone else instead. But that is a fantastic pick. My one to watch is um, I'm completely staying on the bandwagon of last week and this guy is plus 7,000. So 70 to 1, he just cashed a paycheck of $980,000 at the players in a solo fourth finish. Now, he's made no secret of the fact that he picks and chooses the courses that he plays and the tournaments that he signs up for because 
he wants to win. Like he wants to pick courses that he's going to do well on. And even though he missed the cut here last year, I'm taking that with a pinch of salt and I'm running with Kevin Kisner because he was striking it so good last week. You know, looking at his stats for the whole season, he's fourth in par four efficiency, 18th at greens and reg, 36th in putting average. I saw a bit of his round yesterday and he was hitting it great. Um, the other thing that I loved is after winning just shy of a million, he rented a minivan to drive down to the Valspar Championship from TBC Sawgrass. <laughs> So Why did he do that? To put, it, to put his cash in or did right. he have kids? I, I don't know. Maybe it was for all that cash. But I think a 70 to 1, those odds are still pretty good for Kevin Kisner to continue. And when I mentioned that he missed a cut here last year, he was just on a really bad run of golf. I think he missed like four or five cuts in a row and, and he wasn't really doing anything great. But this season, he's kind of stepped up a level. We've got him in the A tier this week on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. So... My one to watch. I'm sticking with Kiz. Yeah, the, the Kiz has made no, you know, no bones about that he goes to tour courses that he thinks he can win on, and he stays away from ones he doesn't. So this is one of those courses. This this course is like Colonial. He's sort of like the Corey Pavin. He's he's Corey Pavin was a small guy. Kiz is not a very big guy, but no. you know, Corey Pavin did win at Riviera and he won at Shinnecock when he won his U.S. Open. But he sort of plays a lot like Kisner. He putts great. He shapes the ball around. I mean, he he fights hard. I mean, that's the kind of player he is. And I don't, you know, I like guys that come out and say, hey, you know, I'm focused on these events. I mean, I tell a lot of my players, I said, when you go to a tournament, you know, whenever I saw Tiger or Greg Norman or Nick Fowler or any of these number ones, when they went to a tournament, they were there to play. They weren't there to go fishing. They weren't there to hanging out. They weren't doing all that stuff. They were there to play to win. So, Hey, I like it when when a guy gets focused. This is his spot. He knows he can. This is where he's going to make his money for the year. This, I like it. Yeah, I think he made his money for the year uh, last week. You'd be quite happy with that, anyway. But Kevin Kisner, I love it. Um, right, we're going to move on to our dark horse picks. They have to be over a hundred to one. I have a feeling that we're going to have no problem with that this week. My guy is two hundred and fifty to one. What is yours? Mine's five hundred, so what? I got you. I got, I've got you. I've got you. I've got you doubled. So oh, okay. you go first. I'll go first, man. I thought I was going to beat you with that this week, so that's why I was bragging a little bit. But <laughs> okay then. So my guy finished in a tie for sixth at this tournament last year, and um, he last played at the Puerto Rico Open just a few weeks ago and finished in a tie for seventh. Now, I said this week that scrambling was kind of a big stat for me. I was really looking at that closely, and this guy is 49th on the PGA Tour this season in scrambling. Um, you know, solid form. He's made the cut in four consecutive starts. I talked about that seventh place finish in Puerto Rico. And yeah, I mean, he's had back-to-back -to -back top 20s at this tournament as well. He likes that driving accuracy, solid approach, like short iron kind of game. And he fits that model for this course this week. So Vaughn Taylor is my pick at 250 to one. I know Vaughn Taylor. That's he won at Pebble Beach. It's great. Well, my mine's double that. Mine's <laughs> double your 250. I'm 500 to one this week. Now I've been texting and talking to this this guy, and he's coming off a month off. I, I wanted to look hard at this list. I didn't want to have anyone that was playing last week. I want someone that's 
that's a little chapped off with the whole situation. It's been away from the, you know, didn't get in the players' championship because of form uh, and is ready to go. And this guy is coming off a month off. He's still 105th on the FedEx Cup. This is perfect cause for him. He's reset everything in his life. It may not be this week, but it's going to be real soon. And I'm going with Andrew Landry, who's a really good player, one of our own uh, secret golf contributors. He's been working hard. He's had a month off. He's been with the kids. He's been with Chuck Cook, fixed his swing. He had a technical flaw in his swing, and he is just roaring to go. So this guy, this guy is going to be tired. This guy is going to be, uh, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm looking for a spark at 500 to 1 out of Andrew Landry. Okay. Um, did he take the month off? Like, was he injured at all or was it just a case? No, no, no. He, he was, he, he was played out in the West coast. He didn't have any success out there. He was hooking the ball for him, which is a disaster. And he had a technical floor in his, in his action, went back to Austin, worked with Chuck Cook, took some weeks off. And now he is roaring to go. We've seen some just stellar performances from Andrew Landry. He won um, the Valero Texas Open. He won the American Express before. And when his ball striking is on, man, it is on. He's a very straight, very accurate player. So Andrew Landry, that's, I like it. And when and he's fresh. Up, he's very fresh and fresh. relaxed. And Yeah, I like fresh, lots of energy because, as you know, last week took a lot of energy. Look, it took a lot of energy out of you. You were just watching. <laughs> I know. So I I think the 501 cuts it down to a lot less when you're fresh and you're eager and you're ready to roll and you've been off a month and you've been practicing and I just I think it's I think it's a very good pick for me. Yeah, I said that to my brother. I'm like, how tired are you? And he's like exhausted, like mentally yeah. and physically exhausted. And that's what he said. He's like, it's not just the playing, it's the waiting around as well. Like having a not being able to play on Friday last week after being so geared up to like get the tournament started, to play your first round and then to have to sit around all day Friday. Like it's exhausting to have to change your mindset a little bit. Yeah, and, and a lot of guys like, you know, Pat Perez, Jason Kokrak, who I didn't mention at the top, they all played last week. And, you know, sometimes if you do get tired on tour, you know, you don't fight it. Just stay tired. Just try to get your energy going a little bit. But don't don't worry about it and, and don't think too hard about the golf and just sort of let yourself work your way into the week. Sometimes it works out really good. Just mm-hmm. stay, t- stay relaxed. Don't. Don't fight it. Now, last week you had to fight it because it was such a big purse. You had to practice and stay focused. But sometimes Mr. Burke taught me this. He said Ben Hogan taught him this. He said on weeks off, instead of going back to his house, he would go on tour and have a week off. So what he would do, he'd go on tour and just pretend like he didn't care about anything. And he would just relax all week and then try to get to the tournament and not think too hard about it. And sometimes, even though he's feeling like he's having a week off, he finished up some weeks having some great weeks by just thinking about having a week off. Mm-hmm. The thing that's going to be tough as well this week is the fact that we had the Monday finish at the players. So the guys are just, I mean, I don't know about you, but all day, all day today, I've been thinking it's Monday. So the guys are going to get down there, even if they kind of travel down today, maybe go the course a little bit, you know, tomorrow's Wednesday and it's their last day of practice before the tournament begins. So it's going to creep up fast. Maybe I should have looked at guys that missed the cut and that could have gone down earlier. <laughs> I didn't think about Diane, it. Diane, the, the show must go on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, they don't have too much to complain about, let's be real. So yeah, yeah. my three picks this week are my outright favourite, Victor Hovland. My one to watch is Kevin Kisner and my dark horse is Vaughn Taylor. And you've got... 
I've got Dustin Johnson, who is uh, back in, in the front of my mind at the 63 course record yesterday. Patton Kazai, who is basically shooting the course record, had 10 birdies yesterday. I'm, I'm looking to ride that horse, and I'm going with the fresh man out of the gate, Andrew Landry, after having a month off as my dark horse at 500 to 1. All right. Well, don't forget, we're going to be playing our games this week on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app again. And um, you, were, you were in the money. I saw I it. Know. I thought I was going to win the $25 game. I finished second in the end. And um, it was Brian Harmon. He finished at four over, had a not great weekend. Um, but I was close enough. I, and then I finished not bad in the $10 game as well. So I was killed me. I was, I was upside down last week. I, I couldn't do anything. Well, it's funny because I had um, my brother... Shane Lowry and Brian Harmon and Russell played with both of them at some point in the week so I got to like I was fully invested in, in so many of these guys watching every single stroke but um, yeah it was great it was good fun so we'll be doing that again this week you can sign up and take part in our games also check out our media section as well because we're going to have more fun stuff that we're putting in there and yeah we uh, will see who is going to survive the snake pit this week at the Valspar Championship Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.